One more jab at Kenny Pickett. The guy, I, he better he better grow some cojones if he comes to the uh, NFL because you can't do the fake slide and then run for a touchdown the way he did. That's the last I'll say. I'm rooting for him. I hope he's good. But I, I know you're high on him, so I just wanted to take a couple jabs. Hey, I, that was the greatest play last year of the college football season, by the way. That was, the, that was an outstanding play. My hat's off to him. What was Kenny Pickett's Wonderlick score? I think it was 17. You don't want to know what Dan Marino's was. Dan Marino was high on cocaine a one, when he six, took the- 16. A 16. kidding me? No. And he played pretty Not football, an accurate predictor of greatness, sir. No. Then why is it still used? This is Shaq Wallen, former TSL jouster. You're listening to Patriot Sports Radio. This is Patriot Sports Radio. Patriot Sports Radio. Fed up with the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. If it's sports from the high school level to the pros, we're talking about it like the red-blooded Americans we are. God bless America. God bless America. God bless America. Let's do this. Here's Eric, John, Chris, and the coach. Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in Patriot Sports Radio. My name is Eric. I'm your host, like it or not. We got all kinds of people in here tonight. We got the impeccable John Shirley in Denver, Colorado, in his understated yet elegant apartment. We have uh, Chris over there shoveling coal in the furnace, making it go. We got Coach down in Oklahoma. And Coach, you brought a couple uh, guests, didn't you? I did. I did. I thought uh, we could probably use some some uh, people to spice up the uh, spice up the intelligence on this show. So I brought a couple of a uh, couple of cats here that are self proclaimed experts on the on the draft. I've got uh, the Oracle here next to me, and I've got uh, the uh, Oklahoma Sports Writer of the Year, who somehow Woo! I guess just left us, but. Uh, Coy Pope, the uh, Oklahoma Sports Writer of the Year this year. He's, uh, I guess he just dropped off. But. The Oklahoma Sports Writer, the Sports Writer of the Year 2022 will be back. Question number one. If you could get paid the same to not work as to actually work, but you had to show up every day, go to all the meetings, and watch your peers do all the work, could you do that? Coach. What kind of, <laughs> I guess the underlying question is what kind of person could you do that? I, why not just do the work? <laughs> just show up and do what you're supposed to do. I, I don't know that the whole deal is a weak minded deal to begin with. Uh, I think the nets are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> what does the Oracle say? What do you think? I mean, I don't watch a lot of basketball, but I it's it's not like I don't know like what's wrong with them. I've just seen all the major like sports stuff talking about how he's sitting out and stuff like that. So I don't really know a lot about the situation because I don't watch a lot of basketball. But it seems like he just won't play for no reason to me. So it sounds like to me, John Shirley. How are you doing this evening? And could you just sit there and watch people work? Oh, I'm doing great. And uh, no. No, I mean, it's easier said than done in corporate America. Uh, I've had to do that when transitioning a role to somebody else. And it's, it's quite painful to watch somebody else slug through something. Um, but, you know, I'm sure it's much harder to do that as a professional basketball player. Uh, you, you don't necessarily want to draw attention to yourself doing it either, just like Urkel from Family Matters on the bench while everybody's uh, watching your team get swept like Ben Simmons. I. You know, this whole thing is is bizarre to me. Um, I think what's more bizarre is what you hear Stephen A. just going after him. Here you've got uh, kind of a mental health thing, which is a fairly protected topic to discuss. And yet you got Stephen A. saying like he is the worst uh, professional athlete of all time. You know, just the hyperbole <laughs> that ESPN is known for. And Stephen A. just, I, I don't know, doing a line of coke and then doing a show and screaming. But I think the more interesting thing one, you're going to come across lazy people like Ben Simmons who find every avenue not to shoot a basketball, both in the game and outside of the game. I just think it's weird how he's getting treated because you would think everybody would be calling him a hero, but they're actually attacking him. 
That's what I find interesting. So Stephen A. must feel the same way about Naomi Osaka. Oh, gosh, no. No. No? I'm not touching that one. (laughs) 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 Isn't she 17? Is she the one that's 17? No, she's in her 20s. She's in her twenties. Okay, we're okay. we're fine to express opinions about her, but we we won't. We're gonna keep it. I'll we're gonna stick keep to it positive. Ben Simmons and I'll stick to Ben Simmons for a thousand, please. Ben, ben Simmons for hundred and ten million, please. Uh, I mean, I think it's a joke, but hey, it's the best scam I've seen in a long time. So you can't really can't really blame him. I br- I blame the Nets. I got a question. I got a question. Yep. At what point? I mean, what what part of is is it a mental health issue, and what part is it a guy that just really doesn't give a tinker's damn about doing anything other than collecting a check? Where where are we at on that line? That's the thing. You can't. There's no clear, it's identifiable subjective. line. I know, as somebody who has had legitimate anxiety before. Um, if you're in a crowded area and you're uncomfortable, I mean, the last thing you want to be wearing is something that makes you stand out and draws attention to you. So that's what really threw me was he's playing the mental health card and he's dressing like a homie, the clown when his whole team wears warmups and stuff are all black with like some white trim. And he's over there, you know, like John said, dressed like Urkel. So what are you, what are you doing? is this a legitimate thing and this is part of it? Or are you going home and laughing your ass off at, <laughs> at the Brooklyn Nets? I mean, how did it, I almost treat this like the yips? Um, who was that famous baseball player who played short that had the yips? Do you think he sat out a game? Like, no, he took every ground ball and he launched it into the stadium <laughs> because he couldn't <laughs> throw to first base every time. And that was good yep. enough. I suck but I'm going to give it my all and Ben Simmons needs to trot out there and then just lay a wall full of bricks and prove it to everybody. I'm just not that good. And this is why I didn't want to play. I told you guys. See? Yeah. The Oracle just brought up a good point. You remember Lester, how he would never pick the first. Yeah. Those are the same deal. He had the yips. It was, it was a situation, same situation. Yeah, and, and if you would, have to bounce it, bounce it, yeah. whatever, just Toss be it, out there. Underhand, whatever. Go out there, go 0 for 14, stand on the center court like, you know, gladiator. Are you not entertained? I told you I was terrible at basketball. These guys always find themselves at the Sixers. There's something about the Sixers organization that draws attention. There was a guy they drafted, I think, number three overall, Markel Fultz. Stopped being able to shoot free throws. Mm, completely. There must be something in the water. Like, and he even tried to switch hands. That didn't work. It's just, it's bizarre world once you hit, um, I guess it started before Philly, but Philly didn't help. Yeah. He told the Nets organization a mental block is a trigger point for his continued back pain. He needed to, um, one of the uh, caveats for his return was he needed to go 10 days p- pain free, which I, haven't had 10 pain-free days in a row since I was about nine. So I don't think that's really a reasonable, you know, yeah, bar. And wouldn't you know on the 10th day it flared up? I think if, if I'm being brutally honest, I think he's just afraid. And, you know, if, if we're being very realistic about the athletes that are coming up these days, they don't face a whole lot of adversity. They face red carpet treatment from eighth grade until they're in the pros. And so I think when somebody who maybe hasn't had to develop that skill of mental toughness gets hit with it uh, on the greatest stage there is, it's probably a little bit tough to have to go through that um, when everybody's watching you. But at the same time, you're, you're an athlete getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars. Go out there and suck. So if anything. much money. Yeah. If anything, if you're not afraid to sit on the end of the bench and you you know the media and everybody's looking at you, so you're not afraid to do that, then there's no difference between that attention and going out on the court and bricking threes. Like, I mean, not that he'd take one, but... He needs... Here's what he needs. He needs to have a sit-down with Kyrie. I keep bringing this back to Kyrie, but there is a guy that has played in every... Playing in Boston, playing in New York, uh, playing against LeBron. There's a guy that knows how to just say, screw it, I'm just going to go out and play if I can, or if I'm not vaccinated, it's another topic, but you know, just to not care so much to just, if you're not going to be good, that's okay. But you're at least going to show up for your teammates and try. Yeah. Acceptance is the answer to all his problems today. 
<laughs> All right. That's enough basketball. Blah. Get this get this basketball out of my out of my face. Joe Biden was uh he had the Tampa Bay Lightning come visit to congratulate them on their championship as, you know, every president does for every champion. Um <laughs> and he was talking about the commissioner Gary Bettman and he called him Gary Batman and just kept talking. The defenseman Victor Hedman was standing right behind him. He was kind of trying to keep his shit together, but he could <laughs> he couldn't. Every it seems like every day I hear this. I don't think it's political to say that the guy can't put a sentence together. I mean, you talk about abstract joke. The guy's a the guy's <laughs> yeah. The guy's a walking mistake. Like he when he gets out of bed in the morning, there's no chance that first piss is in the bathroom. That thing's in a hamper or something. <laughs> like that guy he needs Wranglers at all times. It's it's a and problem. talk about guessing wrong. Uh, you see a, a guy's name as something like Batman, and you guess Batman couldn't couldn't <laughs> be Batman. Like if it was if there was a guy named Batman, you would have heard about that by now. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie. I kind of dig it. I kind of think that uh, maybe he just is pulling the wool over everybody's eyes and knows what's going on. I I, I think he. I think he did it intentional. The bigger story of that deal is why is the NHL so poorly marketed? It's ridiculous. It's the most it's so fun to watch sport ever. Really? Absolutely. It's bad. I mean, the NHL should be should be every bit as big as the NBA, but they are they have mishandled that deal from day one and 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 it's and, and it's terribly marketed. It, it, I mean, there's nothing more exciting to 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 the people in the Midwest than hockey, and I know that because you know if if you I've seen a minor league hockey game here in o- Oklahoma City, a minor league hockey team set attendance records for terrible hockey, and and so if 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 they were to really you know change the marketing marketing strategy of the NHL, I, I don't the whole they should scrap the whole office and start over because. They're terrible at it, and it's a great sport, and it, and it makes me sad that it's not more fairly represented and 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 and, and on a higher level than it is. That's just me. it is a lot of fun to watch. When I was younger, I, w- I was I was a huge Pittsburgh Penguins fan. I love those Mario Lemieux teams. It was so much. I'd stay up on school nights watching double overtime playoff games and stuff. It's exciting, and then I just kind of lost track of it. But part of that might be because they're not exactly marketing it correctly or well you know at all they tried the blue puck thing back in the day and that went over like a lead balloon and then i think they just kind of threw their hands up and said well we tried our hand at marketing oh it's terrible it's terribly marketing anyhow i didn't didn't mean to side rail your sleepy joe conversation but uh we can we we can move on i did i did manage to find the uh oklahoma sports writer of the year coming in here all right Not this guy. there we go now What's we're up? all set. We couldn't couldn't make it work. You got to slide over in close. We got to get close nope. here. Adapt and overcome. About. That's what we do over here. Oklahoma sports writer of the year for high school, right here. It's we, just we, writer of the year. Hey, whatever. It, it's not sports. He's not limited to sports. I just want you to know he write about any dadgum thing you want. What What was it? What did you get, brother? No, I, Coy. Coy is the Oklahoma writer of the year. Oh, just straight up writer of the year. That is amazing. Congratulations, yeah, brother. That's bad. He, he wanted to clarify it wasn't just sports. Oh yeah, he'll write Absolutely. It. He'll give you a game breakdown. He'll write about the local barber shop. He'll tell you about anything you know, the election, anything. School functions, community happenings. Yeah, he said he'll write about stuff. anything, even though he mainly just writes about sports. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, congratulations, Coy. I knew this kid was going to make it. They were up here in Wisconsin. Chris brought these two boys up. It was a while ago, maybe what, three, four years. They were much younger. They didn't have facial hair yet when they got up here. Uh, but I, I was, it was really early in the morning. I came out of the bedroom. Coy was already down there. He's, he's ready to go running. He's like, I, yeah, I got, I got to get a run in before we start the day. And I was like, man, that kid's going to make it. That's a kid who's going places. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> That's how you end up writer hey, of the year. I'll tell you this. You guys were talking about running earlier. You just set a PR last week. Go ahead and tell him. I ran 451 in the mile. What? Wow. Four, That's big league. 451, gentlemen. It was good enough for a solid 15th place. <laughs> That's awesome. What? Hey. You go to school in Kenya? 
That's insane. Four fifty. The top fourteen, Koi. They the top fourteen guys. They 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 can't even read, let alone become the writer of the year. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. All, all I know is at the end of the meet, at the end of the meet, there was some uh, screaming for some testing to be done. Well, that's how you know you crush it Whoa. when they think you're cheating. Synthetic supplement testing. Absolutely, four fifty one is incredible. That's I don't care cool. what place it was, dude. It blows my mind that's that that it's not first place. <laughs> yeah, first place wow. was like it was like four twenty three or something. Jeez. Wow! And I learned watching Winning Time this week that <laughs> that's wild. The four minute mile was once thought impossible. Okay. All right, well. A fun juxtaposition from uh, somebody who's really good at a bunch of stuff. Angel Hernandez is the worst umpire of all time. He might be the worst official in the history of sports. Our Brewers did benefit from his bad call the other night when uh, Schwarber in the bottom of the ninth in a 1-0 game took a fastball clearly low and away from Hayter and started to walk towards first. He got about one step. And Hernandez rang him up, and he threw the bat on the ground and charged at him. And whatever he said, Hernandez had every last bit of it coming. This guy is terrible. He's been in the league for, I don't know, 20-plus years. I was looking up his mistakes, and I saw some article that said, you know, it all started in 1998. I'm like, 98? I was those kids' age in 1998. This guy's still working. I found... I went on YouTube and boy, you can go down a whole rabbit hole of this guy's mistakes and there's nothing he won't screw up like balls or strikes, fair or foul, uh, safe or out. He's, you know, he can't tell if, if a guy's been hit by a pitch. It's insane. You wonder if he's doing it on purpose. Like what's it going to take to get rid of this guy? Wasn't he the one who screwed up the perfect game uh, in Detroit? Remember that somebody, uh, they were out by like two feet at first and he called him safe. I think that was Angel Hernandez. I'm going to look that up. He's up there with Joe West, his most annoying baseball oh, figures of all time. I knew we were going to get to Joe West. <laughs> I wrote that article about Joe West and I meant every word of it. I, I want to know why somebody like Schwarber or actually the managers can't just come out and just every time he does this, blast him. Be like, again, it was Angel Hernandez. He sucks. We got stuck with him. That's what happened. Like, can can we at least call a spade a spade? Or is are umpires some protected class that we can't hold them accountable to when they suck? Because this stuff always pisses me off because these two guys seem to get away with murder and everybody just laughs it off and it's no big deal. But when Schwarber's getting worked up, you know he's pissed off. He's a pretty yeah. cool, cool, collected guy. And when I saw that, I was like, Yeah, yeah, I, I probably would have done the same thing. It was a great bat throw. Real animated. It almost looked like straight out of Hollywood. You know, he's pointing to both sides. It was awesome. You can tell exactly what he's saying. It was, yeah. Let's just take, let's just take a second to appreciate how awesome it was. He really executed it well. The bat throw. I mean, we were just a couple dust pickups away from a classic, (laughs) a classic one. Maybe throw a first base, (laughs) a rosin bag, something. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, I th- and I'm so sick of us talking about stuff like this because they just need to be fired, but they can't be. Baseball. I was going to ask, is that a it, it, what kind of union do they have? The umpires? It's got to be pretty good. Sch- Schwarber doesn't usually make any kind of. I mean, that's not that's not him. No, so he's a happy go lucky guy, him, isn't he? For him to be that way, yeah, yeah, and a former catcher, he knows Absolutely. the strike zone. Absolutely. I mean, the guy knows the strike zone well, and and not only that, we you know, I mean, this used to happen with with Joe West nightly. He he hated the Cubs. He notoriously hated the Cubs, and and he would shaft them every chance that he got. But you know, I, I'm all about umpires and 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 the human element being part of the game. I love that, and I wish that they would not mess with it. But this is the one time where the argument goes against it, and it really chaffs me because you can't. You can't advocate for the human element when someone is so bad. I mean, he is that bad. And 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 when you they can document, you know, how bad he is, it it makes it hard to argue that. And 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 I hate that. So I wish they would fix it. I really do. 
This video I watched of his worst calls, I mean, we're talking about thigh-high fastballs down the middle. Strike. Six inches outside and low. Strike. Like, and, and I mean, it's, I was blown away. I guess I'd, I'd seen most of them one at a time as they came out and bitched about them, but what if, what if, what if Rob Manfred, this evil genius, is leaving him in and putting him in games like Sunday night baseball when everybody's watching to usher in his, his robot umpires? What if Angel Hernandez is just the vehicle to deliver the robot umpires when we, we, we find out we're actually begging for these things that we didn't want a year ago? I just had a, they call that an epiphany, I think, what just happened there. That's a valid point, and that's something that I'm afraid of is they, that, you know, they start advocating for these things like that, and it's a deal. Yep. It's undeniable how bad he is. And there's got to be a whole crop of guys down there, you know, waiting and dreaming of being a major league umpire. I don't get it. I don't get it. All right. Back to football, the sport that we love. The Giants <laughs> are looking to trade Kadarius Tony and his um, New York Skyline Statue of Liberty tattoo. And now there's word they also want to trade Darius Slayton or possibly instead of instead of Kadarius Tony, they want to trade Darius Slayton. I'm not sure what they're doing. It would be kind of nuts to take a receiver at where are they nine? Have you been looking at the at the draft much, Coach? They don't need to take a receiver, do they? Yeah, I mean a little bit. The Giants, I, I, I'm the Giants are a mess. They're a train wreck. I mean, so who knows where where they're you know what their thought process over there? They're they're they have a front office that's notoriously bad at making management moves. So, um, I mean, what do you guys think about the Giants? Anything? You know anything they're about horrible. the Giants? I mean, what are they? What are they even doing? Like. You get a, you draft a receiver. I don't, I don't know where they drafted him last year, and then you immediately want to flip him around. I mean, I get it. He's a he might be a drama queen, but like, what are you doing? Like, he had some games last year, though. Like the pick in general last year didn't really make sense at the time because they just signed Kenny Galladay. They had Sterling Shepard. They saw Slayton, and they re, they picked a wide receiver. And when I was watching the draft, I figured that they wouldn't. That there was no way they were going to pick a wide receiver, and they ended up picking Tony. Yeah, like that's why. That's why when I'm looking at some of these draft props, I'm thinking, well, Trubisky happened, Kadarius Tony happened, like anything can happen. Oh, there's going to be a bombshell. There's going to be something that that comes across that that I mean, the Packers. I don't even want to get into that. I don't even want to get into that. But but they every year there's something like that. Yep. Maybe they're it's angling for uh maybe they're angling for one of these veteran receivers. I don't know if AJ Brown got his money, if he's happy, if he still wants to be traded. Debo Samuel wants to be traded, but now the team has come out and said, Well, we would like two first round picks, and then we will trade Debo <laughs> Samuel. So it sounds like they're not trading Debo Samuel. I think this could become like a Melvin Gordon situation if if his reasons for not wanting to be there are strong and he would sit and they're really not going to do anything as far as moving him. This could turn into a real ugly thing. You talking about Samuel? Yeah. I don't know why they'd give up. They have two, they have him under contract for like two more years and he's their best player. I don't understand that. Why would they do that? Uh, uh, I I was just going to say, I I think they want him to keep playing that sort of like wide back role where, I mean, but he does not want to play, play any sort of running back, but I, I think he just needs to suck it up. Like, that's how you're a top 15 receiver, dude. You're, I mean, I don't know if he's anything if he's if he can't play that that role where, I mean, he just comes out of the backfield. It, it's a little bit speculation, too, because from what I've kind of gleaned from what all the stuff that's been going on, he wants to get paid like a dual threat, but he doesn't want to be a dual threat. So there's a little bit of a standoff. Oh, so uh, he's the quintessential modern athlete, this guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, and I can't really blame him for wanting to get paid because he, I mean, he was a stud. So you want stud money. Uh, And and it sounds like he wants to to rewrite the the terms of his use, which he has every right to do that. But you can't ask for both and and provide one. Um, So I I, I don't blame him for trying to get what he wants. I just, I don't know how this is going to end for him. He's probably, 
I mean, stick with San Francisco. I mean, do you think you're going to find a better crew that's going to write you up plays to get you open? What I think is funny is is San Francisco coming out and saying, okay, yeah, we want two first rounds. I mean, doesn't everybody want two first rounds for for somebody that they're trying to trade? I mean, I think it's <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's San Francisco saying, uh, well, we feel like that he's worth that in, in all actuality. You know, is the is the market really that for 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 Debo Samuel this year in a wide receiver rich draft? I don't I don't think so. I mean, I think that was San Francisco's deal to say, yeah, we'll swing for the fence and hope that we get it. But really, we know that that no one's going to give that. Um, yeah. Also, like Devontae Adams, the so-called number one wide receiver in the NFL, got a first and a second. So it's. It's, and so did Tyree Kill. The, it's kind of weird that the 49ers would want something more when everyone knows that those two guys are better than better than Debo. Yeah, that seems like an intentionally prohibitive price. Like, don't even ask. Yeah. I, you know, John Lynch is a smart GM. He's a wily guy. And I think it's, in general, it kind of speaks to right now we're in like trial balloon season of the NFL where everybody's just throwing out crazy things just to either get people off the scent or to steer a narrative or to get things ready for the draft, to throw people off. It kind of always happens. We have the free agent witching hour, which is where everybody starts moving, shifting, and things are really moving. And now I feel like this is trial balloon season where everybody's saying like, Hey, how much is the top, uh, like top weapon in the NFL worth? So we'll try two first, see if anybody bites. We don't think so, but if somebody's dumb enough, we'll take that. Uh, so all of this stuff, I think, whether it's talking about the Giants and, and what, I think everybody's trying to either figure out what they want or trying to keep everybody off the set or just it's just crazy, bizarre world right now. Well, there's definitely yeah. a lot of testing the market going on. There's definitely a lot of, of we'll, we'll throw a rock in the pond and see what happens here, see who will jump back. And, and, and I think that's I think you're going to see a lot more of that, like John said, between now and the draft. I think there's a good chance. You know, I, I I can tell you, I think the Baker Mayfield deal, you know, uh, plays into this whole thing. I think that because if if you're going to make a move of that magnitude for, for someone like that, now is the time that you have all the chips to be able to play that hand. Um, now's the time that you have to to be able to negotiate, you know, uh, the best deal going forward is is right before the draft. I mean, after the draft happens – I mean that the cards are dealt and and you're, yep. you you dance with the one you brought. So mm-hmm. uh, anyhow, that this is going to be a fun week. Yeah, everybody. It seems like all these receivers think they can just write their own ticket and get twenty five million a year. If you caught, you know, a few balls and and hit a thousand yards, you can just you're Devonte Adams basically. No, I was just going to say the whole time. The whole time I'm sitting here wondering what what are we what are the Packers doing? What are they doing? I mean, let's. Let's let's make a move. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get Metcalf because we need him. <laughs> They're probably looking at how they can expand the sledding hill and uh, maybe make that a little more <laughs> lucrative. Get the margins a little wider on that. See if they could maybe run a second family night to uh, double those tickets. Yeah, but they're probably thinking about absolutely too. <laughs> My last thought on all of that was that. You know, I'm kind of a cynic, especially when it comes to the NFL being so uh, pragmatic and year-round conversation. It's like anything that happens right now, I always question, oh, did did he really want to come out with that right before the draft? All of this, is this all orchestrated in some way? I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I, I put on the tinfoil hat as well, but it's like the, the best, one of the best weapons in the NFL just up and decides, uh, I want to test the market for myself right now. And who knows in two weeks, he might say, actually, I love the 49ers. We worked out a great deal and I'm super happy. And somehow the yeah. 49ers got something out of all this. I don't know. Yeah. As long as he either shows up to, you know, to week one and gets his money or he gets traded. He's fine. He's in a no risk situation right now. He can posture all he wants. It's not costing him a dollar. It's probably helping him stay at home and relax. So, you know, I guess everything that comes out every time an athlete does something like this, I wonder, is it, you know, is it posturing or are they really unhappy? Or they just want money. Once you unfollow your team and all your, all your teammates, I put you on the too soft to be a fan of list. I can't hang out with dudes like that. 
the Raiders might want to give us Darren Waller. Speaking of trading people in the NFL NBA, I don't understand why we would take on Darren Waller and his contract though. What do you think coach? Do you want Darren Waller? Absolutely. Absolutely. I want Darren Waller. I honestly don't know. I was, I mean, when we were talking about this before the show, I mean, you guys hit the nail on the head. They were going to do that. How come we didn't get that in the Devontae Adams situation? I mean, yeah, yeah. I want the guys that I read for some reason he wasn't allowed to be in that transaction. I'm not sure why. I don't, I don't understand that at all, which makes me think the whole thing is also a farce. But I think it was something to do with like the franchise tag. I don't know if they tagged him, but there was like, there were, he was in, it was in some time that like something with the franchise tag that there was some rule against trading him. Ah, that would have been a wild blockbuster trade, dude. Devontae Adams for Darren Waller and some draft picks. That might have broke Florio's brain. If they were going to target Darren Waller, then I figure they wouldn't be more aggressive on that since they just re-signed Tanyan a couple weeks ago. And if they were going to get a tight end, then why, with the, with the little money Green Bay has, why why waste money on Tanyan if you're going to get another tight end? Yeah, and I mean, how many more yards is Waller going to get than Tanyan? Waller's so athletic, you don't even have to necessarily play him as a tight end. Like, he's such a he's such a good... I mean, he's not your average tight end size. Realistically, I think they, they need to reel in Metcalf. I really think that's a home run for Green Bay. He would fit well in the offense. He plays in the cold. I mean, that's that's the guy I want to see. You know, I, I, I think the Waller deals a little bit of draft day smoke and mirrors, actually. I think that's – and I think that goes on with every franchise is they they try to throw this stuff out to get people off the scent of what they're really doing. I mean – it happens every year. All of these outlandish rumors come out the week of the draft, and some of it is 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 just that. I think it's just stuff to talk about. So yeah, yeah. kind of like to what I was saying earlier with everything being bizarre. It almost seems like somebody just made this up, and right. it's like one big game of mafia where you're like, uh, "We want Waller. He's coming here." And it's like nobody said right. that. <laughs> why? Why are we telling? Like, that'd be great in, in a perfect world, but. I mean, Derek Carr came out and said, like, hell no, immediately. So it just seems like something that turned into something from nothing. Uh, and it's just kind of, again, bizarro world. Who even knows what's true at this point? It's going to be a fun week. Because why would the Raiders give them up, right? They they got – I mean, they're, they're, they need to load up this year. Yes. The AFC West is not a place where you start and sell your weapons. Exactly. No. I don't know. Maybe it's the money. Darren Waller's so good at football, dude. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, don't, I don't see it happening. Just, the, there's never a why. We want Waller, and we think we can, can make it happen because X, Y, Z. It's just like, yeah. how are we supposed to know it's true? Yeah, it's always exactly. just, we, we think he's going to come here. Yeah, enough rumors. Well, actually not. Actually not, because now we're going to talk about the draft. That's actually more rumors. Uh, <laughs> the betting odds are starting to move around and people who know say that, that it actually means something now, because if, if the numbers are moving, that means somebody actually knows something. I know after the combine, a couple of these old linemen, Ike, Ike Kwanu and Evan Neal were projected to go first. And now it's Hutchinson and believe Trayvon Walker now moved above Hutchinson. So things are moving around. I, I, I don't know. I, I think this week's going to be, I think it's going to be wild. I don't, I don't know who's going to go first. I mean, what, what do you guys think? You know, Corey, you go first. What do you think? I, I think it's going to be Trayvon Walker at this point. I mean, I was, I was telling him the other day, I was like, Vegas knows something. If they, if all of a sudden Walker just gets vaulted right into that, into the, I mean, heavy favorite to be the number one pick. Not really heavy favorite, but just the favorite to be the number one pick. But, like, why else would he just get moved right up there? Yeah, and it kept moving all day. It was 150 this morning, minus 170 this afternoon. I think it was minus 200. It's probably more than minus 200 now. And then all of a sudden it'll flip. Hey, yeah, we have a guy for that. Why don't you look those up? I don't I don't know. I've heard people comparing Hutchinson to Kerrigan from Washington 
and saying that he has, you know, he has a couple moves and it's not going to take the NFL long to deal with that. He did have a bad game against Georgia, too. That's not a great indicator. I don't know. He just doesn't look like a guy I would take at 101. Maybe it's the Michigan jersey. Me neither. If you get handled by an SEC line, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, there's no vote of confidence with the Big Ten competition he was going up against. Uh, so I, I could see why he would slide down. Yeah, it looks great on paper. Uh, he's obviously a talented guy, but uh, proof's in the pudding. You play Georgia, you don't do anything. It's very telling. I think Hutchinson's going to slide to – I think he's going to go second to the Lions behind Walker. I think it'll go Walker, then Hutchinson. And if he turns out to be a bust, it's a win because I hate the Lions. So do you think <laughs> – yep. so let me ask you a question. Do you think that's going to be a, a hometown pick? Do you think that's a, a little bit of a bias because of emotional, because Michigan, and they like that, and they got probably the most emotional person of all time as their coach who maybe is also pushing for that? I mean, I, I guess I just feel like there's something that's telling me like the Lions have him starred. Or like the Lions are just keen on getting a fan. Like I feel like every Lion – obviously there aren't a lot of Lions fans, but – Every Lions fan would be happy with the Hutchinson pick. None of them would right. just like be mad yeah. and stuff like that. Well, I don't know if Dan Campbell has to win the draft necessarily to be a favorite, but maybe, yeah, you know that go- that goes a long way too. I mean, uh, you know, the Lions, the Lions, he needs all the help he can get coaching the Lions. Let's let's be honest. But yeah, that would be a that would be one. I think that at the end of the draft, I don't, I'm not sure that. Detroit sports radio gets on there and says, Hey, you know, he blew this out. You know, I, I, I don't think anybody's saying that. So yeah, I think it is kind of a Homer pick. I think you're exactly right, John. It is a Homer pick. And, and, you know, I, I don't think that if it's a bust, it's a bust. Coy, he's a heavy favorite. He's now minus two twenty, and then Hutchinson's plus 200. So he's, he's way up there now. Kayvon Thibodeau is now a long shot. He was projected to be a day two guy. Then they were talking about him as like a top five guy, possibly number one overall. And now he's, I don't know, 25 to one to go first overall. I do have one of those tickets in my pocket. I don't think I'm going to be cashing that one. I like Thibodeau a lot. I Yeah, I, me too. As long as he can stay healthy, I think he he's probably the best player in the class. It's just if he can stay healthy. Like as far as a guy who, who's going to impact your defense and really make plays. You know, that's, I don't know, that's what I'd be looking for. You know, Hutchinson is the safe. He's a game record that really kind of reminds me of Jadavion Clowney, the way he's an athlete. Again, there's a health concern, but I mean, if you were to stack up, I I didn't look at their metrics, but Thibodeau versus Hutchinson, I would imagine Thibodeau blows him out of the water. He just seems like when he's running out there, he looks like a corner running. Uh, he blows through the line. I mean, he's always just been a, a highlight tape. And I think um, that he, again, playing in the Pac-12, it's, it's a little different. But uh, I, I would take Thibodeau before Hutchison, based on what the eyeball test tells me. I doubt that happens, but I would probably do the same thing. I just think Hutchinson, the narrative behind Hutchinson is that he's better than Thibodeau. And, and I've read a little bit that Thibodeau's – I don't know how – accurate this is but uh some people don't necessarily like his personality i'll leave it at that because sometimes some of these owner oh. conversations get pretty dumb and you know some of these d-line kind of treat themselves like they're wide receivers because they're kind of getting to that point and so there's an arrogance that i think maybe some that might rub some people the wrong way and say i'm not drafting that guy a defensive end isn't supposed to act like that but i say whatever i've also heard that he doesn't love football too there i've heard that that uh, knock that we've heard about a couple other players in the past. And he shouldn't play for Dan Campbell. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's not a good fit. No. What do you think, Coy? Let's get the, well, let's get the brain trust thoughts on the, uh, the entire top five. Let's just give them a few minutes here to uh, let us know how they think that's going to run down. All right, Coy, what do you think? Well, so I was going to say earlier, um, this has not been a super popular idea, but if I was a Jaguars, I would be, totally exploring options to trade down because i mean there's no home run home run uh home run pick at uh at one i was like i mean if you want to get someone that's just as good you can get him at five i mean get him at four i mean why not why not add on some value i don't know who what they're i mean maybe they have someone maybe trayvon walker's their guy 
but until then, I don't know. I mean, you you can get just as good value at four, I feel like, as you can get at one. Yeah, so everybody wants to trade down. Oh, I'm not totally sure. Um, <laughs> I know I, I wonder. Walker's going one. And I and I like you said, I think Hutchinson's going two. But then the rest from there, I'm I'm not totally I've sure. I've heard I've heard all kinds of things from Evan Neal to Sauce Gardner third. It'd be crazy, I think, to see a corner goal third overall. I mean so, be good. So little you you might not know this, but Coy's a pretty big Chiefs fan. It's a it's a great story of why he's a Chiefs fan. I'll let him tell that a little nickel tour of why he's a Chiefs fan, but then I'd like to and get then, I'd like to get his take and see what what he thinks the Chiefs are going to do. Yeah, I was just going to say then break down the Chiefs pick and then maybe we can get the Oracle over there to give us some Green Bay love. We'll we'll go to him next and see what he's got. I'm sure he'll have something. <laughs> what do you think? So, uh, like, why am I a Chiefs fan? Yeah. So my brother, so uh, he was in sixth grade. I was in like fourth grade or something. I don't know, but he it was right after Sam Bradford, like he was. He was done with the Rams, and that whole deal was over. And he, um, he didn't like he didn't he wanted to cheer for a team, but he literally had no team to cheer for. So he wrote a letter to every single front office, like every single owner, asking why he should cheer for their team. And not sure why he did it, but he thought it was a good idea. And I, I guess it was because he just got like piles and piles of just like all sorts of merchandise. And then the what? Chiefs sent someone. Um, I'd always kind of, I'd always kind of liked him, but I, I never really cared. But then they sent just like all sorts of, they sent like Alex Smith jersey, and then like a customized jersey for me, and then like a, a helmet with your name on it. Pro Bowlers, yeah, it had, it had my last name on, it. and that, that was that was awesome. And I was like, this is awesome. And they, and my brother chose to be a Panthers fan out of all those because Jerry Richardson sent a uh, really nice letter, but. Uh, I I thought the Chiefs was awesome, so I just kind of became a Chiefs fan since then. But I I was Hell a huge yeah. Alex Smith fan, and then now obviously I'm a. Patrick how can you fan. not be? Yeah, how can you not yeah. be a fan of a story like that? So what do you think the uh, what do you think the, the your Chiefs are going to do in the draft? Well, they they've talked about trading up or down, and I don't. I don't think they should do either. I, I, I think you stay where you're at and keep keep the amount of picks you have. Because I, I think I mean they have they have four in the top in the first two rounds. That's perfect. I mean stick stay right there. But with the um with their two in the first round, twenty nine and thirty, I one of them has to be a wide receiver. I mean, there's been people have been trying to say they can they can wait till the second, but I I they have to go wide receiver. You have to have that explosive guy i mean in the in the division you're in i don't think juju smith schuster is gonna cut it i mean i think you're gonna be disappointed in him this year coy <laughs> oh absolutely but uh i i just think they need they need that guy in the they i mean and they they have to get him at the end of the first there's gonna be guys there i love i love Traylon burks from arkansas but i don't know if he's, he's gonna a make dog it. I actually have five bucks on Traylon burks to be the first wide receiver taken because i think some of these gms will see what an absolute dog that kid is! With with the other pick, I don't, I don't really know. I, I've heard cornerback, safety, or D line, but I, I really think you got to go cornerback. Like the the Chiefs, the Chiefs secondary. I mean, that's one of the worst secondaries on paper. I think. I mean, it's it's in the bottom bottom ten of the league. I legitimately think it is, and I, I think you have to go. I mean, I don't, I don't know what corners are going to be there. Maybe Andrew Booth from Clemson. You have to pick a corner there. I think. Yeah, it's it's wild how how wide the range is of where people think these corners are going to go. So, I heard somebody say Stingley might go before Sauce Gardner. I don't know if that person was just trying to get clicks, but they're talking about him going anywhere from third to twentieth. But yeah, I think you have to, especially like you say in that division, like you can't you can't lose Tyreek Hill and lose a step. Like you got to fill that void somehow. Whether it's more targets for Kelsey or MVS figures out how to catch a football more often or something, but you can't just lose Tyreek's production. Before we move on from the Chiefs talk, I got to get the uh, take here on uh, Tyreek. What do you think about that Tyreek trade, Coy? I I was really frustrated, but, I mean, 
He wanted so much. I don't know how we're going to be able to pay him. I mean, when Mahomes is taking up a quarter of your entire entire salary cap, like it was bound to happen at some point. And why? I mean, you got to get the value from him now. What? I mean, rather than him just walking next year. And we got a lot from him. We got more than Devontae. I think you got all his best years. Yeah, absolutely. And there's been some off the field issues. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh man. Tyreek in Miami with new money. Forget about it. I can't believe he's not in jail right now. That's exactly what we said. As soon as he, they announced that he was going to Miami, what a better (laughs) spot for a guy to get in a bind. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, those Miami cops aren't going to be cool like the small town cops in Stillwater, Oklahoma. <laughs> well, I mean, that deal in Stillwater blew up really bad. He ended up having to be a, what, South Alabama Jaguar or something. So, uh, anyhow, well, <laughs> well, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about the pack? What are you, what are you thinking well, on the draft? Well, the. Obviously, the Packers are in a similar situation to the Chiefs. They just lost, and then they lost MVS. I had never really liked MVS because he always dropped the ball, and he fumbled fumbled against the Colts when I think Green Bay should have won that game. So I never really like forgave him for that. But I think they they got to pick wide receiver with one of them, depending on some. Obviously, people like fall in the draft, so Green Bay's in a pretty good spot as long as they don't pick like quarterback, running back, maybe a, a DB since they re-signed Douglas. Any any other position besides that, no, nah, I think it's fine. Tackle since they lost Billy Turner would be good, but they they really can't go wrong with, with a pick besides a quarterback, running back, or DB since that's they have those spots solidified. I think I think it's pretty important for the Packers to win the draft here, especially after the debacle that they they have had in the past. I mean, I I I can't sit through another uh, ridiculous flop like Love. Still gets me excited, but I, I don't know. I, I keep hearing the uh, Arizona State kid, uh, the Alabama kid. I like. I've heard a bunch about Alave to Green Bay. I heard. Uh, I've seen stuff that said Rogers likes Alave. I think Jameson Williams is the best quarter or wide receiver in the draft. I like him a whole yep. lot, but he's coming off that injury, so he he could fall due to that injury. But I, I like Burks a lot too. I feel like you can't really go wrong. Drake London from USC is good. They just have to pick one of the guys, and it'll be fine. <laughs> yep, just get a guy. Exactly. I'd be I'd be hyped if they got Jameson Williams. Because he's gonna be okay, and then once he is, he's the best wide receiver in this draft. Well, and 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 they have the most capital to work with. They've got a ton of they've got a ton of spending money. You know, it's 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 kind of like, you know, when when you get 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 payday Friday, they're they're they they got a, a wallet full of money. They need to make something happen. They've they've got some some currency to expend here, and so I, I think it's important for the Packers to win the draft overall if we're talking about just the Packers but uh you know moving on from that John what do you think about uh your Bears what do you think uh, about where they're sitting it's not a great spot we don't have a lot of picks and they're not very high so um I mean we have to protect like I've been saying we've got to protect field so maybe line if there's a wide receiver left I mean this is flush with wide receivers if we can steal a wide receiver with that 38 39th pick I say go for it um There'll be but, a couple. You know, with our defensive minded head coach, offensive line type GM, I think we'll probably end up going O line, which I like. Uh, I don't I don't know exactly what to expect. I mean, we have a very methodical approach with this regime that's very different than than Pace and Nagy, um, who are just you know, riverboat gamblers and, and we're paying for that now. So it might be more of a measured approach. We're probably not gonna have any sexy picks unless something falls into our lap, a wide receiver or something like that. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. I'm kind of okay with seeing what a measured approach looks like for this team with, um, without selling future and mortgaging the future on, on everything we have in draft capital. <laughs> That's their favorite thing to do. Well, let's talk about these quarterbacks. Are any of these quarterbacks actually good? Or is this like the Winston Mariota year where we convinced ourselves they were good at football because they were all we had Are 
Matt Corral or Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, or any of these guys, are we going to know their names in three or four years? Do the do the young guys have any thoughts on any of these on any of these QBs? I want to take a jab at Coach first, though. Your boy Kenny Pickett. Did you see his Wonderlick score? Oh hey, no! Listen, we cannot go down the road of Wonderlick <laughs> scores because let me let me just say that they, they aren't always an accurate predictor of what is greatness. It was a seventeen. I think Javon Walker scored a seventeen. I mean, there, there we. Don't let me make me pull up what the Wonder League scores are of some greats because that is not an accurate predictor of greatness, sir. It's it's not just uh, I just open this up. Care to comment? What do you think? <laughs> I, I I can tell you he's the best quarterback in the draft, and he's also he's also the best steal in the draft because someone's going to get a he's someone's going to get him. And let me tell you the last great quarterback that came out of Pittsburgh. He's a guy you guys might have remember. You might know him. His name is Dan Marino. He he wears a gold jacket for a reason. And I'm just telling you, I, I, I'm not I'm not ready to go ahead and anoint the guy. But I'm telling you, tough people come out of Pittsburgh for a reason. He's Every going to be years, a good quarterback. Do. He's going to be good. All right. I, and one last jab at Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I got one more jab at Kenny Pickett. The guy, I, he better he better grow some cojones if he comes to the uh, NFL because you can't do the fake slide and then run for a touchdown the way he did. That's the last I'll say. I'm rooting for him. I hope he's good. But I, I know you're high on him, so I just wanted to take a couple jabs. Hey, I, that was the greatest play last year of the college football season, by the way. That was the, that was the outstanding play. My hat's off to him. What was Kenny Pickett's Wonderlick score? I think it was 17. You don't want to know what Dan Marino's was. Dan Marino was high on cocaine a one, when he six, took the- 16. A 16. kidding me? No. And he played pretty Not an accurate predictor of greatness, sir. No. Then why is it still used? Hey, that's what uh, Coy said they're getting rid of it. I think I think they're moving to an ACT or something. Who is this Wonderlick guy and why does he uh, What do we uh what else we got? Sorry, I, I, I derailed us. We wanted to talk other quarterbacks. Go ahead. Sorry, we were just guys. talking about if they were good. I don't know if any of them are. I keep hearing different ones are going to go above other ones. So I don't think any teams have a the most intriguing guy to me is the guy from the Flames. Not Willis. the Calgary Flames, the Liberty Flames. Malik Willis. What do you guys think? Formerly of Auburn. I think he's a project. I he has he has a potential. I mean, he's good. I mean, he the the rushing potential, that's like that's all you could want now. He's I mean, he's a little inaccurate, but like if you can if you can legitimately have him sit a entire year behind someone. I mean, I I I think he can be a really good quarterback. It's just a big oh, if. He could also just be terrible. That's helping my theory a little bit, sit him on the bench. That is the way the league is turning. The The league is heading towards a, a mobile quarterback. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, maybe he gets some traction on that because of the the future of, of NFL offenses. I mean, you know, we, we have several right now that seem to be um, very popular. Uh, as far as that, that just seems like the way that things are going. So um, I, I think that, that he will be a, a late pickup by someone who will make him a project and, and, you know, possibly try to make him, you know, put him in a John Harbaugh kind of uh, offense situation. Yeah. They, they fall in love with these rushing upside guys. I have a, I have, well, I have a Malik Willis first quarterback taken. I think that's just like, plus that's two or three to one, but I have another theory that the saints and now that Coy said that now I think it's going to be the saints start to get paranoid when Carolina gets close to picking and they worry that Carolina is going to take a quarterback and they want Malik Willis. They trade up to fifth and take Malik Willis in front of them. So Malik Willis to be taken fifth overall was 20 to one. I got, I got a, I got a million of these. What did you, I'll, what I'll, are you on Eric? What are you I'll on? Make an, I'll make a nice graphic for you guys to, for Thursday, but I'll give you a few of them. The biggest one is the one I feel the best about Ravens. First draft pick is a defensive end or an edge rusher plus plus one fifty. I also have Evan Neal, first offensive lineman drafted, plus 260, because when I was listening to draft coverage, 
I heard most of the people talk about how he's like a nasty offensive lineman and he's a tackle. So I think the first one's going to be a tackle. Um, Malik Willis, fifth overall, 20 to one. The Rams first pick isn't till like, I don't know, the 27th round. They're cocky. They they think it would be funny, probably. And they're just sitting there in their little mansion, the Malibu draft house or whatever they call it, you know, doing whatever they do in there. Rams first pick is a kicker, punter, or a long snapper, 22 to one. I know the Rams don't give a shit about picks, but really? <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. Well, the Oracle is telling me that there is a punter. There is a punter in the yes, draft. Yes, there that, is. The that, punt god. Yes, the punt god. That's what he just said. There are rumors that he may go in like the second or third round. Al Davis isn't still alive or he would take him. So <laughs> is, is, he, is he like Australian? Is there something special about this guy? Is he a once-in-a-lifetime kicking talent? He's a god. I mean, that's pretty special. Yeah. Instead of punting. Well, he I calls mean, himself if he said he was good. That's all I know. He calls himself the punt god, so he's got to be pretty uh, talented. But well, he calls himself the punt god and gets away with it. Well, that's yeah, yeah that's the stamp. He's right the Kanye there. West of punting. That's exactly right. That's exactly the right. The Kanye West of punting. Hey, John, if I sat here, I went down a rabbit hole. If I sat here and read off every quarterback that has a wonder lick lower than 17. There's a lot of daggum Super Bowls in this list. It's almost like the Wonderlick doesn't matter. Hey, what's what's Brady's? What's Brady's? Probably high. We'll do a deep dive into that though. I want to I'll take Bra- Brady's and Manning's. I'm, surely surely they can't be off the charts. If I go to the top of this Wonderlick score, we don't know who these people are. You don't know who these quarters. That's true. Let, hey, let's get Fitz Magic. What's Fitz Magic? Now he okay. Fitz magic is different. He's way up there. Did you guys know he went to Harvard? Absolutely. <laughs> it Absolutely. goes McElroy. It goes McElroy, Jason Moss, Blaine Gabbard. Oh yeah. Blaine Gabbard. Blaine Gabbard. He's the guy who took Colin Kaepernick's job. I know Blaine Gabbard. <laughs> Bruce, Eugene, Hugh Millen, Carson Wentz, Alex Smith. And then that those are up in the 40s. But if we get all the way down, we start getting into these horrible quarterbacks that John likes to talk about. Guys like, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Dan Marino. Mm, what's that dude? It's a Terry some Brad, Brad. Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw couldn't spell cat if you spotted him the C and the T. <laughs> but he could throw a goddamn football, can't he? <laughs> Randall, Randall Cunningham. Oh, Terry took it. Terry took it twice. He got a 15 and a 13. But he could sing a country song. Charlie Batch. Come on. Charlie Cordell Batch. Stewart. Lamar Jackson. Oh, he's got a nine. I, I apologize. I mean, in a couple <laughs> of years, they're just going to change all this so that they put VR on these guys' helmets and say, give me a, give me seven reads. And here's, you know, they're just going to fix it that way because this appears to not tell you anything. But it really, that, that's it. exactly right. All right. So, never mind. Sorry to get us off track. I just wanted to say that Wonderlick, the Wonderlick test is all, the end all be all. I, I, I am going to work on a, on a, on a picket bet for, for Thursday. I am going to work on it. I feel like this deserves a unit down on the, in the books. So I'll, I'll, I'll bet you right now, yeah. Pickett's first full Uh-oh. season, he throws more interceptions than touchdowns. I'm going to I'm going to have to I'm going to have to defer to Thursday gonna because I'm going to need to do a little research. I'm a little uneducated when it comes to laying laying down unit bets on Pickett. I need to see where he's going to go. I'll I'll have to get back to you. I I think he's going to Carolina cuz Matt Matt Rule his job, I mean that it is he is on thin ice. Like he has to win Man. now and that's your guy. Pickett? Uh, Pickett. I mean, I think he's the win now. I mean, he's the most pro-ready quarterback. He's the most plug-and-play guy, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have time to wait around for a Malik Willis. I don't well, think you, he's... You heard it here first. He's, of a he's, uh, he's projecting uh, projecting Pickett's going to be a Carolina mm-hmm. Panther. Man, was I wrong about Matt Rule. I thought he was going to do awesome like he did at Temple or and at Baylor. Boy, he is just about the worst coach in the NFL. Yeah, they, they tried the Sam Darnold experiment, and it didn't work, and... Then they tried to bring back Cam. That didn't work. I don't know. We need to try out Baker, I think. Oh, they're calling for Baker over here. We got some yeah. Baker homers here. Yep. Hey, right, right now, would you take Baker Mayfield or Kenny Pickett? 
Baker Mayfield. <laughs> so I want to win now, Baker Mayfield. That that leads into the that leads into my last bet that I'm going to share with you guys. Perfect. And if Baker goes to Carolina, that that works out perfect for me. So all these wide receivers we've been talking about, they want to be traded. They want more money. They're complaining about this and that. We haven't heard a whole lot from DK Metcalf. Like they traded Russell Wilson. His team is garbage. He's entering the peak of his powers. Like he should be saying, get me out of here. Like, why isn't he a petulant child like the rest of these guys? What if? What if it's because Pete Carroll sat him down and said, look, I know we traded Russell and you're freaking out. It's okay. What if I told you that by Friday, your college quarterback, Matt Corral, will be a member of the Seattle Seahawks? And he said, okay, I'll get in line. What if that's what happens? They take Matt Corral ninth out of the blue like a Trubisky. What do you think the odds would be on something like that? DK Metcalf getting his college quarterback drafted by a team, you know, a player coach, a guy who likes to make his guys happy, Pete Carroll. What do you think the odds would be on something like that happening? What do you guys think? I don't think you can. They could trade down if they want to get Corral, I think. I mean, unless you Probably. just, he's your guy. and that, I mean, and it, it might be, but I don't. I, from what I've seen, I've seen Matt Corral low, like rated as lowest as the fifth quarterback on the board for some some analyst. I I don't think Corral's better than Pickett or Willis. I think no. both of those guys I pick over him. And then you have the question between Corral, Ritter, and Howell. But unless like unless you're one a million percent sold at nine, I feel like if they really wanted to, they could trade down or pick at nine, and then trade back up into the late first round if there's a run on quarterbacks, which I, I doubt happens. But. Yeah, I think Howell is better than people think, too. Well, I think the, I think the run on quarterbacks comes the start of the second round. Yeah, it's that, that the first round is going to be – I mean, people forget how deep the O-line and D-line is in this draft. I mean, this is an O-line, D-line heavy draft, and, yeah. and because they're not marquee names, people forget that. But let's 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 not forget this is one of the deepest deepest line classes that they've had in years so so there's going to be a lot of people a lot of teams that draft and 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 their fan base is going to be like what we blew that when really they hit home runs because people your average everyday fan doesn't understand you know it, it, it takes some big guys in the trenches to win and 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 that's not a sexy uh pick with the number first round pick or but that's going to have to happen for a number of these teams, and 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 there are going to be some home runs because there are some real sti- real studs in this class as far as uh, O line and D line. I mean, we talked about on the last show. I think we went into three or four D linemen that that are that are potential, really potentially great great players. I mean, they have a, a high upside. So, and that's really all what it's about. I mean, getting the the guy yeah. with the highest upside. Hey boys, you get your Seattle gear on because they're going to take an O lineman in the first, and then they're going to trade for Mayfield during this draft. That's what's going to happen during this draft. Mayfield's going to go to Seattle. I, obviously, I may be a little biased, but I'm I'm almost positive Baker's better than some quarterback still starting, and I think yes. he should one million percent be a starter. And there's no absolutely reason why, there's no reason why the Browns should should be keeping him. I feel like. No, they're not going to keep They should get anything they can. But also, they picked him at one, and I kind of feel like they they just pushed him away because they traded for Watson after Baker. The year before last, they made the playoffs. They won on the road against the Steelers, and then they almost went into Arrowhead and won. They were probably a targeting call away from maybe winning that game. And then he was banged up all last year. He had multiple injuries, and then they just push him away, trade for Watson, and are like, basically, you're not, we can't do anything with you. Well, me, me, and Chris remember that Pittsburgh game well. That uh, <sighs> Vegas <sighs> took us to the cleaners on that, which which started my Make Baker my hate affair with uh, Baker Mayfield. And I will tell you this: the over and under on the number of Baker Mayfield jerseys owned by these two may be may be over his number on his jersey. I'm just saying. <laughs> and if you add my kid into it, for sure. I know she's got three of them up there. 
<laughs> I will say this about him. He did come back this week. They unveiled the statue. He did some great things around Oklahoma, gave back. I mean, he's got some times on, on his hands, but he did some you know meals on wheels for some elderly people and I think he changed a flat tire for somebody on the highway and got some good media <laughs> coverage. I don't know, but you know, so, so I'll give him that. So, so thanks for doing that Baker, but um, you know, good luck holding the clipboard. I'm really stuck. He's going to Seattle and he'll start for Seattle. He'll start for Pete. He'll be a placeholder there, but he'll be there. And who knows? Sometimes Baker with a chip and a coach that gets real riled up, he may have a season. He's got receivers. I mean, they got Carson back. I mean, they've got some players. I don't know. It'll be interesting. We'll find out on Thursday. We'll find out on Thursday. Thank you, people, for listening. Thank you, boys, for joining us. Our socials are in the big voice guy. I got to go to bed. I got to get up for work in five minutes. Chris, kick the outro music. You've been listening to Patriot Sports Radio. If you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media, like we are, this show is for you. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at Patriots Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Patriots Sports Now, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at Patriots Sports. Take care, and we'll see you next time.